Welcome to Blue Collar Conversations. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And we are here chatting. Let's lean on in, and we're coming in with our good friend. He's been working, building the highways across American bridges for 27 years to keep us from getting to point A to B. Our good friend, Jake Brennan. Say hi, Jake. Hello, everyone. Yeah, he, he's not a big talker, but I mean, I tell you, this guy's been through everything. He's built bridges from, he's been everywhere, man, like Johnny Cash, but he's been through the military. Uh, he's got a lot of knowledge to share. That's a that's pretty heavy. I didn't know you were in the military. What did you do? I was in the Army National Guard about a million years ago. What did you do in the National Guard? I had a really good recruiter. I was uh, I was in the infantry, and I think I was in the National Guard. For probably- was it Ragland? I was I was recruited by a guy named Ragland, and he got me into Eleven Bravo. That's also that was my MOS as well. Eleven Bravo. I did not realize there was. Any other job besides infantry. That's so kind of what he made it sound like. It kind of made it sound like <laughs> that was but your only your only option. And then he said there was something about a bonus, too. Yeah, I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> We're sending you straight to the top, son. I, I figured it out when I was in a helicopter, and, and I looked at the pilot, and I figured out that he was in the National Guard, too. And I was like, wow, they have pilots, too? You could have. I could have. I could have made something of myself. Yeah, maybe I could have. So I don't have to deal with being a pilot. Yeah. Still been in the infantry. Uh, so we were out visiting earlier, and you said there's something you find underneath most of your bridge jobs. You'll say, hey, when we're doing underlayment around most bridges, we find something. What is something odd that people wouldn't expect you to find under a bridge that you find on most bridges you guys erect? Uh, Careful on phrasing there, Brad. Yeah, dildos. I don't know why. Used, old. Everybody saw it coming. I don't know if Goodwill doesn't take on them or, you know, I don't know. Somebody designated, you know, bridges to be the disposal point of unwanted dildos, but that's that's where they go. In case anyone wondered. Even here in our local town, he found uh, a prosthetic underneath our local bridge. (laughs) A prosthetic. Yes. Yeah, never an organic one. Just they're always prosthetic. Thank God. It, it was well used from what you said. The tip was broke off. It'd been it'd been around or two. It, it was actually it looked more like bitten off than broke off, but I'm just, Ouch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> had a good run. Yeah. The initials match. Uh, so I, yours, I don't know what actually. what's gonna cause people to throw a used prosthetic off of a bridge. I, d- I don't know. I think when you have a one of those nights where you bite the end of it off and you don't want to take it to goodwill, you just throw it under a bridge. It's no good. It's no good after that. Out the window. Well, I'm going to say whether I bite the end off or not, I I would probably take it to Goodwill either way. We, we found some that look like they're brand new, too. They're barely used. I Smelled make, clean. Make make great <laughs> make great Christmas presents. Yes, they're, they're kind of, it's kind of a shame. Like, this one has a lot of life left in it. And it's just laying <laughs> here under a bridge. They're not cheap. If any of you guys ever been to a, an adult romantic store, those things are not cheap. I know. One of them... 40, yeah. 50 bucks a pop. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what they cost, but yeah, they can't be cheap. One of them had like nice shiny buckles on the harness still. I mean, like you could tie like, it on? Yeah, yeah, it was meant to be tied somewhere. Yeah. How how'd that one work? Uh, we never figured it out. Okay. Uh, a little thrust in there, I assume. Yeah. 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 Probably should have gone on YouTube. We probably could have. <laughs> I don't think out. you I don't think YouTube yeah. is the right one to look for. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know where you could look, but I'm sure there's videos that you could do some detective work and get down to the bottom of it. So, a shame. other than these low-class citizens that are throwing out these uh, prosthetics underneath they, their bridges. They, they could be very high-class citizens. 
Wait, yeah, it, yeah, you it, never know. It could be. So, is there anything else that ever happens on your day to day job, working construction on the highways and byways of America that really just kind of catches you off guard? Like, hey, what? What's this guy doing? Like people go by and yelling at you or throwing things at you or, or is it good or bad things that happen while you're out there on the road? Uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things. Uh, one, of, one of the things that comes to mind right now, when I started doing that type of work, I was 18, and most of the guys I worked with were 18. And working on a road by a town in Iowa, you know, girls used to drive by and they'd take their shirts off, you know, they're all excited to see us. We're young and tan, good shape, driving by, got their shirts up, and they're yelling at us, throwing phone numbers out their car. That is horse shit, No, Jake. that, that yeah. is a real no. story. That's, not, that's better science. Better on a jackhammer and you see a pair of boobs driving by at 40 miles an hour, throwing phone numbers at you when you're 18. The crazy part of that, though. That is, sounds like a work hazard. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it no, was, I'm missing a toe. There was guys in on it, too. There was more times than one, there'd be a husband, like, pulling his wife's shirt up, you know. It just it increased morale. People know that, you know, it's 4 o'clock and it's 95. You're getting tired. Why is this bridge mission four inches uh, of concrete? The the downside of that, though, is we could, you know, all the guys I started with, we were all young. You could tell when you started getting old because, you know, 10 years down the road, I swear it's the same girl that you saw her boobs like 10 <laughs> years ago. She's driving by with three kids, you know, get the fuck off the road. What are you doing? Yeah, it's a mother-daughter combo. And we're like, yeah, yeah. we are. We're obviously, there's proof that we're old now. I mean, the same girls that used to drive by now have three kids yelling at us to get the fuck out of their way. Well, so I had a similar instance when I was working down in Kansas, and I I had what I thought was a mother-daughter combo pull up next to me, and they pulled out a duo of nannies up next to me, and I, I was not expecting it, but there was four nipples that came out, and I, I did not expect it. And I said, well, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate driving a heavy piece of equipment down the road here, ma'am, and you're being very inappropriate. And I looked, but I didn't appreciate it, but I looked. <laughs> you know how many times I've walked on stage to introduce a, a big named concert yep. act, and I walk out, and I'm just fingers crossed praying I see a titty. Yep. And nothing. Yeah, this this was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I think Pratt, Kansas, cruising on the highways of America. I think Pratt. You can't just name Pratt, Kansas without remembering exactly where the hell you <laughs> exactly. were. I'll tell you what mile marker. It was mile marker. <laughs> appreciate it, but you can remember the mile, mile marker. 368, and it was a brown Suburban. Oh, but, <laughs> but you plate. didn't appreciate it. It's somewhere about there, right in that area. <laughs> oh, man. It's a lot of life Russell. coming at you. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Russell or Russell? Russell. Either way, it works out. Either way. So, uh, obviously, Jake, you're, you're here with us. You're talking about uh, about work. And then you, you leave, uh, obviously, sometimes you leave for days at a time. You've got three kids at home and a lovely wife. Uh, how's how's the, the travel affect uh, your everyday life? It, it's uh, It can be very difficult. You, I've missed uh, a lot of stuff with the kids. And... There is no way that I could do what I do and also have a family if it wasn't for my wife. It, it takes a special kind of woman to be married to a guy that chooses to do the work that I do. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of guys that I have worked with have been lucky enough to find someone that they can make a family with to make it work. And there's been a lot of guys I've worked with that it just hasn't worked out where they hit a point where it's either... Uh, be married and have a family or keep the job. They kind of get an ultimatum. I mean, oh, a lot a of give thing. and take on both sides. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been gone a lot for a lot of years. I've been home a lot too. 
I've been lucky enough to work close to home. But the times I have been gone, for my wife, she's almost like a single parent, five, six days a week, and then you come home, and it's challenging even when you are lucky enough to be home because then you're kind of the third wheel a little bit. <laughs> you're right. Know? Yeah. Like, hey, let's yeah, do it my way. And, like, they, uh, no, we just spent six days doing it my wife's way. And yeah, they've got a pattern kinda, doing their own thing, yeah, and you come yeah, home. She does yep. what, what she needs to to make it work for our family, and then, then you come in with your own ideas for one day of work. It's, it can be challenging. Now, is is that a difficult transition to to get the calls? I'm sure you get calls every evening from your wife, and, yeah. and this is what happened, this is what's going on, and then you get home on a Sunday evening, and you've got a rain day on Monday, and you're like, well, let me let me help lay down the law, and it's kind of hard to yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. And who's the new guy? Let, let me lay down the law and, oh, wait, what's the law? <laughs> I feel like one of the kids sometimes, like, yeah. wait, I, I don't know the rules either. So yeah. then I'm asking my oldest daughter, like, hey, what's mom yeah. say or do in this situation? If you came home after curfew, what would mom make you do? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, one of the kids would be like, hey, can I go here or there with that kid? And you're like, I'm going to talk to your mom. She's like, well, they told me to ask you. I'm like, I'm not qualified to make that decision. <laughs> I need to check in here. It's, yeah. yeah, that's not a that's yeah. not a great place to be. Jimbo's a notorious crack dealer, so maybe 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 not tonight with old Jimbo. Yeah, yeah maybe tomorrow he'll be off it by then. <laughs> right, right. We all hope. Give us give us a little bit of time, and that's got to be a difficult thing to have to to do. So it's got to take a lot of give and take from from your wife, and you need to be able to balance those. It takes a lot of lot of communication, which I'm not the best at, and I feel miserably many times. And it takes a lot of trust, which I have. And to be fair, we know we know your three kids, we, your your oldest daughter, and then your son, who's uh, in in my opinion a, a hell of a young man. And then, of course, your daughter, Heck of a gentleman. Yes, your your daughter is uh, obviously upstairs. She's ramming around with uh, with my two girls. So, I mean, you're you're not you're not failing at all, Jake. Oh, it's also a credit to my. I don't. <laughs> you know, that's the thing is is that is that your your wife is and you know Brad and I have known your wife for a very long time. Yep. And uh, we went to we went to school with uh, with your wife and she's an absolute doll of a human being and she could do better. But yep, she's <laughs> she, she's almost perfect. I can think of one example. Um, actually, I don't think she messed up with. She's really in a charity work. And someday, you know, she feels like she needs to give it back to the world. A little she's going to fix and that three legged dog. The, she's yeah. going to make him. going to make him walking example of her. You know, just giving back to the world. So you know, I I've worked on the road just a little bit, and I, I'm gone a little bit with what I do. Uh, so what is kind of the number one thing that you wish you could be there for, but you know you can't because you've got to be there to make the job work out on the road. Uh, what, what's one of the things you really wish you could be there for? Just the everyday stuff, like like we we're just discussing. It it it's tough when you're when you're on the road. You're sacrificing for your family. You're you're doing what you need to 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 uh, contribute and and provide and right. What you feel like you have to do, and it it is the little things. You know, I've I've been lucky enough. I can I can make it to some games, which I regret the ones that I can't. Um, some music things I haven't been able to make it to, but the the most important stuff that to me that I miss it's it's just the everyday stuff, just uh, sitting around eating goulash and talking about right whatever dumb happened in art class today. It's just a little stuff. You don't know your kids as well as I don't know my kids as well as my wife does, and it it's difficult. It 
as they get older, you just, you don't have all those days, you know, when you're working on the road, you get a hundred days a year or weekends. So you get a hundred days a year versus 365 days a year. I, I mean, right. Everybody's gone during the day working for most people, but it's just the, the, you know, two, three hours in the evening when you might get to talk to them about whatever random or whatever. And just getting to know your kids through your wife more than just your own experiences. And on the flip side, it's been my experience being around you as a friend that uh, you make more out of that time you do have with your children than somebody that might take it for granted that sees their kids every night. So when you do have time with your kids, you're making more out of it. And, and you're making that time count So because you, you know next week, hey, you're going to be out of town. You're going to be working 100 miles away. But then this week, hey, I'm home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what they're doing. I'm going to get into their head. I'm going to see what they've been hanging out with, who they've been hanging out with, what they've been doing during the week. Yeah. And I've noticed that as a friend that you make more of that time when you're around the kids. I mean, do you see that at all? That you Because you want to make the most count out of that time you do have with them. Yeah, I mean, that that is a positive side of it. I think you appreciate the time that you get more. You don't take it for granted as much that when you don't know where you're going to be sleeping every night, which I go through a lot of phases of that, when, when you do know where you're going to, you know, that you're going to be home, you do take advantage of it more. I try to. Yeah. People do a better job that, than that than, than I have, too, but I really try to. I, I appreciate that time that I get. It's pretty lucky. So when you do get that time at home, if you've, you've got vacation days or you've got time in between having to travel, what what's your favorite thing to do with the, with the kids? Honestly, just in, anything where we're together, it doesn't matter as long as we – yesterday we got rained out and uh, I had to go to pick up a bull float for work and I'm, I made all the kids get in my truck and we drove to Council Bluffs and we spent two hours just driving over there getting McDonald's, which I hate. But what's a bull float? What's a bull float? I mean, I mean, I know what a bull float is, yeah, but it's obviously the, Brad. The commoners that don't yeah, know. it's just, it's a four foot bull float for fish and concrete. Okay. So one of my great friends that I work with actually stole the one that I had. And then he's like, Oh, just order a new one. Put it on my job. So, I typically use a six footer, but yeah. size doesn't matter. So that's fine. But yeah. Just something simple like that. We just took a little trip to council bluffs. We got rained out. My kids are out of school for the summer. Yep. Hey, let's go to Council Bluffs and back. And I don't know if they had fun, but I did. I think that's kind of the the bullshit that we assume that doesn't mean absolute anything to anybody but us. But I guarantee in 10 years when you're talking about, hey, you know, one time I was rained out and I had to go get a bull float. And then one of your kids are going to be like, yeah, and you know what? Dad took us to McDonald's and he told us this this inappropriate joke that we should know. Right. Right. You might have had a trip to the best buffet in the USA, which is the Golden Corral. I'm just going to throw it out there. Not a sponsor, but they they might be. (laughs) We'll take we'll take it. Right. Right. I I like me some Golden Corral, too. You guys are gross. So. Right. Well, Sorry, McDonald's. No, I don't don't apologize to McDonald's because I just got back from Chicago and I paid forty eight dollars for a chicken McNugget meal for four kids. But ridiculous! No yeah. way! Oh, it was oh. If you ever get the chance to go to Chicago, Holy don't. Smokes, man. It was it was dumb, <laughs> but well, uh, it was a nice place. You just said it's really expensive. Right? Oh yeah, it was like so. If and maybe this doesn't make it in the podcast or, or it does, but if you, you've been to an airport, obviously, oh, yeah. and you know exactly what it's like when you have uh, when you go into a food court at an airport and you're like, hey, I'm going to take a beer and uh, a cheeseburger, and they're like, oh, great, that's thirty dollars. 
that's all of Chicago all of the time. So Chicago is basically an airport food court. Nice. I I can I can explain my inversion to McDonald's if you care to. Hear. Oh God, please! Absolutely. That's what we're here yes. for, and, and it relates back to where we're, we're going to edit everything earlier. out except for why you hate McDonald's. All right. We're Burger King's a big sponsor. This is why I don't like McDonald's. The little town I grew up in, not far from here, there was no McDonald's there. So McDonald's was a big deal for my family. Like once every three months, we might get to go to Atlantic and eat McDonald's. That's the only one that was close. So when I was 18, I started with the bridge company that I worked for, and we were working by Red Oak, also where the girls were at. The first ones I ever saw. Anyway, there was a McDonald's there. <laughs> you don't so want to for, see Montgomery County titties. You were making it seem <laughs> like those were great tits that you I, saw. I, I think they're travelers. I think they're okay. just going through that county. They were they Wapalo were County tits. For bridge workers. Um, just show their bodies. So there was a McDonald's in Red Oak, and every single day that whole summer I worked, that was my first summer I worked there, every single day. We would go to McDonald's and eat every single day because it was like a big deal. I right. actually had money to go to McDonald's, and that was there. And, yeah, that was a lot of years ago, and I ruined myself. <coughs> By the end of the summer, I no longer liked McDonald's because I ate there every day for three months. So if I had to guess, uh, Jake, you're a double quarter pounder with cheese kind of guy? I'm usually a, a two cheeseburger meal. Type. Really? Like McRib kind of guy. Oh, man. I like McRibs a lot, too. So, but hold on. Back Big to the Max r- ruined. I actually have all of them, but I've ruined myself. The only <laughs> thing I can still eat, I used to really like Big Macs and Quarter Pounders. But but, uh, but back yeah, to Red Oak specifically, um, I was down there last year getting parts for something I needed for the farm. And there was a guy with his minivan and had a lawnmower loaded up in back of his minivan and the rear hatch wouldn't shut. And he was trying to buy gas to get out to the next town to get out of town, he said. <laughs> and and I was in the store talking late. I'm like, oh, what's the deal with this guy outside? He's like, yeah, he's been here for three days trying to get gas. And he's got gas from 14 different people. And he comes back inside and begs for the next person to get gas. But I, I don't know why he thought he needed to load his lawnmower up in his van to get more sympathy to get gas. But it seemed to be working for him. There was a fair amount of people wanting to support his cause. But wow. he... I wouldn't think he was hauling his mower very far if I was to donate money to somebody that needed gas. I would just say, oh, he's got his mower. He's definitely desperate. I mean, that's not going to be a contender on my part. Wow. What so is, I mean, how much, how much mower, did you give him? Yeah, six bucks. But if he's got his mower in his van, that's, kinda, that's not going to dictate how much money I give him for gas, is it? I mean, are you going to give him more because he's got his mower in his van? No. I If he could convince somebody to fake being, like, passed out in the back of the mini. From the, well, from the or fumes? am I just calling cops? And he had a pregnant girl with him, but she she couldn't ride that mower. She was seven eight months along. The vibration would have been hard on her. Oh my god! It was a riding mower. Oh yeah, oh, no, man. it was a riding mower in oh, the hatch of the van. Man, my visual is a. I thought mower. it was a push no, mower, yeah. and he just no, didn't he feel like. No, he had a full John Deere SDX thirty eight in the back hatch of the van, and there was bungee corded down because the door wouldn't shut. Wow. Yeah. No. It yeah, was a navy blue van. <laughs> His name was Carl. <laughs> Tell me it was a Chrysler. It had to be a Chrysler. It had to be. I think it, probably, country, it probably was Chrysler. a Chrysler. Yeah, the old town and country. Yep. Had that big star asterisk on the front of it. I think Pontiac could handle it, John Deere. No, everybody knows that. Oh, everybody no. knows that. You know. All right. For the record, for a short time, I sold cars. Right. In everybody a knows that. Pontiac, Montana. Oh, I forgot about minivan. the Minivan. 
could absolutely hold the weight of a John Deere SX38 or whatever the hell Brad said. Pontiac to take the John Deere. No, come on. Yeah. If you think about it, the cabin, the, the the captain seats in the back. That I mean, you could roll those up. You could get rid of the third row. You could absolutely fit it. He might even not even had to had the 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 tailgate up. I think he had to abort the second row before he even left the house because the front wheels were up there right against <laughs> the back seat. So the second row seating was thrown out before he even left the hacienda. They were back at the trailer. So he took out the cabin seats altogether. Yeah, yeah, they were back in the trailer waiting until he got back. So if you weren't building bridges, concentrating on erections, what would you have done instead? Oh, man, I had a lot of ideas. I mean, Originally, would, would you want to have been a, a musician or a, a <laughs> welder or a carpenter or a, a farmer, a rancher? I, I was going to be an a elementary school teacher. That was my original oh, you'd plan. You'd be good at that. No, I, I wouldn't. No, you, honestly, I think you would be amazing I, at that. I don't know, Jake. Kids are the worst. <laughs> oh, I hate children. Yeah, I mean, I love my kids, but other people's kids are the worst. I, I love kids. I, I think what would have happened is there would have been a lot of uh, probably uh, counselors like buying buildings on Main Street in our town and opening mm-hmm. up like places for all the counseling all the kids probably yep. would need. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. I Yeah, I, I teaching was not my Okay. It's a, that's a great question, and I'm going to propose that same back to you, Brad. If you weren't yeah. farming or if okay. you weren't uh, operating heavy machinery, what would what would Brad do? Well, I, I thought heavily on this because, uh, yeah, farming's hit and miss. You never know if it's going to be great or hit and fat and happy. But uh, I think I would go into sales because I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy visiting. I enjoy working with equipment. So I would probably try to get into sales. You maybe do some of the equipment sales or uh, retail, something of like that. But I think that's probably where I'd lean towards. Just because I enjoy people and dealing. Uh, I'm not that good at it, though. And that'd be hard, though, because, like, hey, I'm, I'm selling this for $1,000. And they're like, oh, we'll give you $200. Oh, yeah, oh I don't want to miss it. Okay, take it. I'll take it for 200 <laughs> Just because I, I don't want to handle the rejection. So that, that I'm going to have to figure out how to get over that. Yeah. Lost, lost some money, but, man, I made a fast <laughs> yeah. sale. I sold 14 <laughs> pieces of equipment today, but I lost uh, I lost a fair amount. You can yeah. sell it under cost if you make over Make it yeah. up in bulk. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, I would probably lean towards sales. But yeah, I would have to get over the dealing with rejection because my wife tells me that all the time. Hey, uh, and you hey, got over the rejection, hey, and you, you keep going. <laughs> you you've sold a lot of stuff we had, but you sold it all for a loss. I'm like, yeah, but I sold it. I really yeah. sold it. It's well. That's more of a, a deal. Is like I want it out of the fuck out of my house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I sold a motorcycle once, and it, somehow I ended up owing a guy a hundred dollars. I don't remember. <laughs> he was happy. Yeah, thanks for doing business. I'm, it might have only been ninety five dollars I owed. So, but, yeah. same question, Frank. If you weren't in the radio biz, what would you be kicking? You know, I ta- I've talked about this uh, a couple times with my wife, and I think I would probably be in the trades. I enjoy plumbing and I enjoy electrical and I can do both of them pretty, yep. you know, pretty handily, but I, I'm not certified in either. So if my house burns down, I'm fucked. Yeah, not my fault. Right. But the, the, the plumbing and the, and the electrical, I think that's, I think that's a great trade to be in. And I think that's one of those things that everybody like, well, bridge building, obviously there, we're always going to need someone to build bridges. We're always going to need someone to do our farming and our agriculture. And we're always going to need someone to do plumbing and electrical. And in my job, I can be replaced in a day by someone in Detroit. I I could be replaced in a day by somebody from Red Oak though, too. I'm sure they can figure out how to build a bridge and have. You ever been to Red Oak? 
So, I I do believe that your company was responsible for one of the local bridges here in the Council Bluffs Metro, yeah. and then you guys put the big monument on there that looks like Waterworld over the Interstate 80 junction at Council Bluffs, yeah. where it's uh, the cornstalks blowing in the wind. So, how do you feel about That's that? Not, is that supposed to be cornstalks blowing it's in the wind? Cornstalks blowing yes. in the snow, I believe. That looks like Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Quit jerking off. I think it looks like the entrance to altars. I feel like altars should altars should be like right there. It looks like somebody just took some scrap. On so it. what are we talking? What is that? What is that stretch of road called? Is that that's not Twenty Fourth Street? Twenty Fourth Street. Bridge. Yeah, it's Twenty Fourth yeah. Street Bridge over Interstate Eighty and Council Bluffs. Yes. And there's there's these contraptions, and it looks like either Edward Scissorhands quit jerking off halfway through, <laughs> and they just froze his hands. Or it looks like the Statue of Liberty queefed. It's like the, the difference between Mad Max and Waterworld. They all came together. <laughs> we we did build that bridge. Did you put that up though? That the actual sculpture? No. Okay. No. That that was uh, Iowa West Foundation had money to give, and they paid an artist, I believe, from California, who I'm sure he's an amazing artist. I mean, those structures are huge. That except was for his that idea. Except for that. Yeah. I don't know who had final approval on what they look like, but that's our bridge. Well, it's a Iowa's bridge, but we built it, and we built the footings for those structures, and we did not have any idea what was happening until those were there, and we're like, oh, that's there's our bridge that we built with Edward Scissorhands, whatever happened. I feel the same way yeah. about my children. I I, I built a, I, I, I expected something great. And this is what I got. I built this foundation, Whoa. and then my wife put up this structure, yeah. and I'm like, Whoa. See, if I would have been a school teacher, there'd be therapists around here to help you with that stuff. I built this structure to support great things, and this Maybe is I what I got? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I didn't even say my kids are the best, but that was hilarious. They're pretty awesome. They're hilarious. Have you, have you guys ever been over the Broadway Bridge in Council Bluffs? That, that was yeah. amazing. What is that I called? That's, that that's got a name. That's like the, the sunset or... No. no, that bridge is truly amazing. It's got these great peaks on it, and it's lit up at night. It looks phenomenal. The the Broadway Bridge? Yeah. Yeah, the With one the over the, the, the viaduct. The one that goes crossing. over the, it, it the like train the tracks. It looks like Little job lights you buy at Menards. Yeah, you know, I was so disappointed with it. that too. You These. got the yellow poles and with the little well, lights on top. It looks like a bunch of those little job lights. Well, you, buy. you say I, it's I, the it's I the, the civilian. I, I would like be much design. more worried about that I eighty bridge than I would that one on Broadway because that one on I eighty is tremendously worse. I was always told that the one over the the Viaduct in Council Bluffs, the one that stretches from Eighth Street to Sixteenth Street, That's right? What he's talking yeah. about, yeah. yeah. That one is, there's the yellow and the orange, and they're like fingers sticking up. Yeah. They always told me, or at least the, the story I heard was that it was the Sunset Bridge. So it was like the orange to yellow, and the lights were the, you're I, cresting the hill into the sunset. I, I call it the Iowa State Bridge. You got yellow, and you got red, and then, you know. Go clones. <laughs> the best looking bridge that we've done in Council Bluffs is the one on Avenue G. Have you been over that one? They put the, uh, it's kind of like the viaduct, but it's right by the, the funeral home or the... Micah House. The Micah House, yeah. Kowalski or the Kowalski funeral home up there? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, that, that bridge we built before the 24th Street Bridge but, and the... Jake, that's something to be proud of. You guys are building landmarks. What yeah. you guys build will be there for generations to come. And I, I've been there on a few of your projects while you're building them in the Midwest here. And... There's something to be proud of, bud. You got to be proud of what you're doing. Oh, 
Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely proud of it, man. I don't know. Except for that one on the Interstate 80. Yeah, I'm just, just so proud of that one. But other hang, than that, hang your head, you son of a bitch. What, what's which one on eighty? Are you uh, the one, the twenty fourth Street World, Bridge, the Water oh, World yeah, Project. 24th. Yeah, other other than that, you did guys are doing a great job. Sometimes the the runner lights work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> For like the first two years, it was new. I was like, oh, cool, half the runner lights work, but that wasn't our deal either. We just we did. I don't think electricians. No. I don't think Brad. I don't think Brad. I don't think we can really set all of the uh, council bluffs. Landscape statues on on uh, Jake's shoulders here. No, it's not all your fault. There's that. There's that one by the Mid America Center that looks like uh, a guy was playing with a paper punch and then decided to stand up with his children or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That one's stupid. Is that is that supposed <laughs> to be like the pieces from him went into his son? Like you pull people. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna acknowledge that because. If I say that, yeah, that, yeah, then I'm an asshole. But I'm going to say that that it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that I hate it. I, I, I haven't. I, I can't picture that one in my head. I know I've seen some of those in other. By the Quest Center. It used the, to, yeah, it used to be the famous Dave's. The, the dad's pulling pieces of himself to make the. Oh, now I hole. am an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how oh, the sun man. was born. Was by pieces of his dad. Son of a I don't know bitch. if that that one is the same. Well, is it the same? I think no. I think I know we're talking about the totally same. Totally different meaning then. Nope. That, you know, totally. You, well, yeah. You probably know because you're like, I'm building this bridge. What's that thing over there? No. And you're like, this is the artist concept. No. We're, we're not going to tell you about the uh, Statue of Liberty queef that we're yeah, putting up on no, this bridge you're building. No. I'm, I'm more of a like, uh, we're building a bridge right here. What the hell is in our way over there? I don't. I don't look at the importance of it. Like, what is that in our way over there? Oh. Yeah, somebody should move that for a while. So you're working on Lincoln right now, and uh, if I remember right, you said you're building a bridge to nowhere because you're building a bridge that's out in the middle of a field, and there's no highways coming or going from it. But uh, it someday there will be. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. They're uh, building a bridge about ten miles south of I-80 near Roka, Nebraska, which is south of Lincoln, and they're doing a new highway to bypass around Lincoln, which will be really nice. So they actually there it is a bridge going to somewhere because they did a bunch of paving underneath of us the other day. So starting to look like an interstate or a highway. It's starting to be something. Starting to starting to all come together now. Like, oh we actually built it in the right spot and it has a purpose. Yeah, because that, that would be disheartening to show up one day and there's paving a quarter mile from you like, I wonder yeah. where those guys are going. Yeah, just start building a bridge for turkeys and stuff. And yeah. Figure out your two hundred feet. Off. Yeah, and then you got to throw a dildo over the edge and be like, "Who's this for?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah. Somebody hey, will we, find it. Hey, we knew we were in the right spot. There's a dildo laying here, so you know, there's our marker right there. Well, it's not our fault that we start building it here. We found yeah. the re- the required. Yeah. So, as a way. farmer, I've been throwing dildos out regularly <laughs> on the inroads just in case somebody wants to build a bridge there in the future. Like, eh, I'm thinking somebody's going to build a bridge here back in 22. Man, that, that whole dildo thing, that seriously dates back to the very first bridge that I worked on, which is also by Red Oak, Iowa. Uh, the McDonald's place. <laughs> comes know? around full circle. Yeah. We, we mounted that, we found it, and we. It was gross and disgusting. We kept throwing it in the ditch, and then the next day you come in and you're grabbing a freaking jackhammer, and it's laying by your jackhammer. It just kept reappearing for like two months. Yep. So, 
our one of our owners of our company. Had to taste terrible. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was in the water jug. Somebody wanted to get a taste of it. We mounted on this paver that our uh, owner ran. And he, uh, you know, one of the owners comes out to run the paver, and we put an old broken radio antenna that was also in the ditch. God knows what that was used for. Yep. And we you know. mounted it on the paver, and we're all, like, touching it with pliers the whole time, like, throwing it at each other. Nobody would ever touch it. Yep. And the owner of our company just grabs it with this big old bear paw, and he's like, this is a doodaddy. And he's laughing his ass <laughs> off, and he just winged it right out in the fresh concrete right out in front that of him. That was probably going think so you, I think you paved over it. Wait a minute. So yeah. right now, outside of Red Oak, yeah. there is a dildo in the concrete. Yes. Paved, in, paved in the road. Brad, yes. we got to change the name of this podcast to Dildo in the Concrete. I, I don't know whether right. to say. I don't know whether to say there's like a hard spot in the concrete or a soft spot. I, I Probably hard. Spot. There's a doodad in the concrete. <laughs> the doodad in the concrete. There's an old doodaddy. <laughs> yep, right over the Nishnabotna River. Yeah, I, I hope he washed his hands before he ate his lunch. Well, I, I think it probably just. So how do you know you're having a ham sandwich if it doesn't taste like well, dildo? Well, that's that's <laughs> you know me as a as a blue collar worker. Uh, that's one of the things I regret the most is I don't wash my hands enough before I eat. Builds up immunity, man. Right. Because you'll be sitting there and you're doing things and you're pulling things out of gutters and you're working on machines and you're like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat my ham sandwich. Yeah. And you're taking a bite and realize, you're, I don't know where my hands have been for the last two hours, but. Your, your body knows you're hungry. It'll take care of you, man. Yeah. I'm, I've eaten a ham sandwich that I know has had grease on it before and you're like, oh, it's just a little bit of grease. It, right. It's just one bite, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to thing but you get a little grease on your index finger and you take a bite you can't help it yeah i mean it's too late you're hungry i don't think you gentlemen know how science works no i, I don't know <laughs> i did it i do it's, it's just a little dab will do you a little dab will do you a little dab will do you yeah you, <laughs> when you work outside your your immune system is pretty much invincible though i don't it's that's science it is science. All so, right. But there's not a lot of hand sanitizing going on. However, there's not a lot of colds or influenza either. Uh, that's true. I get, yeah, That's 100% true, yeah. Jake. I don't yeah. think that some guy building bridges is like, you know what? I'm sorry. Let's pause, let's pause this concrete pour. I got to put some Purell on it. Hey, hey, hey. Don't whoa, touch whoa, that skill salt you hand sanitize. That's, yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, right. Hey. Your hands are disgusting, but I need the skill saw you yeah. just touched because we're in a hurry. Oh, wait, it's lunchtime. I'm going to eat my lunch yeah. with your dirty hands. Hey, where the fuck's the skill saw? <laughs> now we're Italian. <laughs> yeah. well, obviously, you got to go back to work in, in the morning, and you got plenty of other projects here in Southwest Iowa, Jake. Uh, what what do we need to know about a gentleman such as yourself that's, uh, that's building our bridges? Because because uh, if we're going to be honest, your son of a bitch brother is building the bridge that, that is delaying me from getting to work in the morning. <laughs> and I want to know what I need to do to get that done. Uh, honestly, we, we don't really do much work. We uh, we try to figure out the routes that our friends and closest family members drive on. <laughs> and then we just like take a jackhammer and pop a hole in it. And then we convince the state. We're like, hey, there's a hole in this bridge. Got it. You know, we try to do it close to home, too. So... 
you know, we're kind of selfish. That way we don't have to travel as far, you know, we right. try to mess bridges up close to home right. so we can. And you want to make those. So you're yeah. screwed. You're screwed. If <laughs> if you're if you got to go to work and there's a bridge construction, it's because someone works close to that bridge. They yes. want to do some work close to home, yeah. and yes. just deal with it. You make sons it, of bitches. Make it last as long as possible oh, yeah. to work close to home. Yeah, we're we're we sneak out like really late at night and just start punching holes in bridges that we're like, oh, that'd be a great one to work on, you know. And we really like. Uh, Disturbing traffic that makes us feel good. Yep. You know, people are really inconvenienced. <laughs> We're like, yeah. yes, <laughs> this was our first goal. Yeah. You know, and if you want through, show me some titty. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then you're like, whoa, no, never mind. Oh, sorry, 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 not sorry you. sir, not you. Like, All right, I'm, I'm still looking, but I don't enjoy it. And then it gets even more complicated as a father. And then you're like, whoa, no, there's no good age now. We just don't even want to. See him, you know, there's your wife driving by. She doesn't know you're working there. Yeah. That gets awkward. Oh, sorry. I thought Tim was working there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. I thought that was your brother's crew. Like, no, that was mine. That was mine. And I've seen those a few times. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Thanks for showing all my coworkers. Yep. Now all my stories are completely invalidated. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh. That can, yeah. oh, hold on. It gets awkward. It, completely unrelated bridge building. But that happened to my wife and I in Mexico last year. Or we were in Jamaica last year, and uh, I was sitting next to this guy at the bar, and he was talking this whole time for like an hour straight about how good looking his wife was, and he's showing me pictures on his phone. He's like, "Yo, this is my wife, and this is, she's this good looking." And then, and my wife comes up, she, and she's talking and busy with him, and he says, "Oh yeah, this is my wife," and he's showing pictures of his wife to my wife, and, so, and Jess said, "Oh, boy, she's really pretty." And then it wasn't uh, twenty minutes later. What she invented? This ogre comes out of the back room yelling at him, you better get back to bed. Where have you been? He's like, oh, sorry, honey. Oh, God. It was not the woman in the pictures at all. <laughs> he had been really overselling what he was dealing back at the home place. Whoa. And uh, But when she came out, he said, oh, sorry, honey, and hid the look on his face. The color <laughs> just dropped out of his face. Like, well, I guess I better head to bed. I'm like, yeah, I think you probably should. Oh, this, that, that. I'm all played out. Now I have to go to bed. <laughs> yep. You just reminded me of a story. I had one of my drill sergeants when I was in basic training in Benning. He, his big old freaking hat that he always wore, he kept a picture in his hat. And he would, he'd pull it out and show people just very randomly, not very often, because he pretty much wanted to kill us all anyway. But anyway, somebody asked, who's that picture of? We thought it was his wife, right? And he's like, no, I fucking hate my wife. He's like, this is the last, <laughs> this is the last girl, this is the last good-looking girl that I ever had sex with before I got married. <laughs> and he turned that picture down his fucking hat. And I mean, in the situation I was in, obviously, I never got to know him well enough to ask if he was joking. But I don't think he was joking because <laughs> one night he's handing out mail. You know, there's fifty of us standing around getting our mail, and somebody's like, "Hey, drill sergeant, your wife's on the phone. Tell that." Fucking bitch. Like, he just went off, and we're like, I think maybe he was serious about that picture. Yeah. Woof. I mean, after, and he was, like, serious. Like, that's an order. You tell her what my words were. We're like, oh, he really doesn't like his huh. wife. Wow. I'll be darned. I'm, I'm sure he had a really happy marriage. Yeah, well, that's let's. Pretty sad. How, how sad would all three of us be right now if that was how we felt about our wives? Oh, man. Oh, absolutely. That would be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable. I should mention that they're all three in the studio with us. No, they're not. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm 
teasing. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> Maybe they are. You have me looking around, dude. Yeah. I was looking behind me. We're in like a four by six room right now. <laughs> I was I seriously looked behind me for a second when you said that. You did yeah. I yeah. thought maybe you had all this craftsmanship you did. I thought yeah. maybe you had another door and you got to laugh at us or something, man. Got him, Brad. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> and that's our podcast. Got him. Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> That's been uh, Jake. I gotta say thanks for hopping on with this uh, this uh, this evening. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a pleasure, sir. Thank you for telling us a little bit about your world, sharing some of your stories with us. Oh, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of parenting and and what life is like for someone who who builds our bridges. Concentrating on erections, Jake Brennan. Good to talk to you with you guys. As always, he's the erector. <laughs> it's, it's, Nobody else calls me that though. But it's been real. Thank you for tuning in to Blue Color Conversations uh, here. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back uh, next uh, Sunday with another episode. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. <laughs>